Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. Our first reading is from Psalm chapter 136, 1 through 3. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever. Our next reading is from Luke, chapter 2, verse 8 through 20. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph, and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Amen. Your soul is full of God, Mr. Grinch. 
The three words that best describe you are as follows, and I quote, Sink, sank, sunk. You nauseate me, Mr. Crisp, in the nauseous You're a three-decker sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich. <laughs> Can't tell that we have a little too much fun with that one, right? <laughs> Well, it is good to, uh, to be in this series uh, talking about uh, the Grinch and what the Grinch has to teach us uh, about Christmas and about this season. Uh, and so I encourage you, as I always do, you've got your bulletins handy. Uh, it's got scriptures and questions to reflect on throughout the week. also has a spot for you to take down some notes. Uh, and so when the Spirit speaks to you this morning, because I know God's Holy Spirit will speak to you, you can jot a few of those down so that you remember those. So will you pray with me this morning? Gracious and almighty God, uh, we come striving to hear your word. God, we want to hear your message for us. And so God, I ask that the words that I speak would no longer be my own, but that they would be your words, your words for your people. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, so let's start with a question this morning. Those who have their, their phones out, because I know there's a few of you in here that do, uh, as well as all of those that are, that are watching from home, uh, can share their answers in the comment section. Now, this is one way that we worship on Wednesday nights. We do this Pathways Guided Worship where we ask questions and answer them through the comment section so that you can connect with all of those that are at home and all of those that are at home can connect with all of those here in the, in the sanctuary. So here is your question. What is your favorite Christmas song? What is your favorite Christmas song? And maybe you just want to say why it is your favorite. But, but yes, what is your favorite Christmas song? You know, I always find it difficult to answer this or any other question about songs uh, because there are so many, so many, and all of you musicians out there know what I'm talking about. There's so many great songs out there that, I, that you love. Uh, but if I guess I've got to narrow it down, maybe I'll, I'll name two, O Holy Night and Silent Night. O Holy Night is a, is a beautiful song that is a wonderful way of building with dynamics and, and a message. And I love the story that it shares and the melody that was beautifully crafted. And for those of you who are coming to the 11 o'clock Christmas Eve service, you'll be treated to this beautiful song. Silent Night holds a special place in my heart as well. I remember all those special moments in the church where we sing this song to the light of a candle that is just held out in front of us. Even, I dare say, a unique experience of, of singing this while the snow was falling. 
car windows rolled down, singing into the cold night sky, finishes with horns honking and wipers waving. You probably remember that night. I want you to keep that in, uh, that in mind as we begin today, your favorite Christmas song. Because see, we're, we're finishing our series on the Grinch and lessons that we can learn from him in this season of Advent. It's almost the final act of our story. At this, moment, at this point in the story, we find the Grinch on top of Mount Crumpet. He's just spent the entire night relieving the Who's of all their stuff of Christmas. Decorations, food, presents, and even the trees are all stuffed into his bag in the back of his sled, waiting to be dumped off the cliff, never to be seen again. The Grinch pauses and waits for sunrise, thinking that dumping all the, the who's things at just the time when he starts to hear the, the wailing would be a perfect time to end his awful, wonderful plan. This is the way it was described. 3,000 feet up, up the side of Mount Crumpet, he rode with his load to the tip-top of Dump It. Poo-poo to the woos, he was grinchously humming. They're finding out now that no Christmas is coming. They're just waking up. I, just, I know just what they'll do. Their mouths will hang open a minute or two. Then the who's down in Whoville will all cry boo-hoo. That's a noise, grinned the Grinch, that I simply must hear. But the noise he heard was not what he expected. As he intently listens for wailing, he begins to hear singing. One by one, all the who's joined in the chorus singing on this very special Christmas morning. You see, even after the Grinch had planned and executed Christmas still came. Surprise came at the most unexpected moment. I wonder, have you ever been surprised? Have you ever been that surprised? Has there been a moment when you were completely caught off guard? Maybe it was a one of the once-in-a-lifetime things. You know, a, a friend surprises you. Maybe a military person comes home unexpectedly. Have you ever been that surprised? I know that I have had, had many in my life. Uh, one of the most recent ones uh, came in September 2020. My daughter Stephanie and Kyle and son-in-law Kyle got married and uh, my daughter blessed me with uh, what they call a first look. Now for those of you who are unfamiliar with this, it is the moment when you first see the bride, all dressed and ready for the wedding ceremony. Kyle's first look came when Stephanie and I appeared at the top of the hill ready to finish the 100-foot walk that I talked about. Mine came an hour or so before, and the photographer got all the reaction. 
tears of joy were shared. As we both looked at each other, knowing the connection that was there, this was a surprise that I will never forget. And I must say that I'm sure my heart grew in that moment. Have you ever been surprised like that? Where your heart just filled and swelled? So back to the Grinch. Why did his heart grow? Do we really know? We're not absolutely sure, but it seems like it was during that song which the Who's were singing. Remember as we began, I was asking you about your favorite Christmas song and why it became so important to you. Music is a powerful thing. You don't have to be a musician. You don't have to know how to read music or even carry a tune in a bucket to know how much music affects people. There is no doubt why movies and TV shows have soundtracks. The music guides us along that journey, lets us know what the mood is at that time. The emotions come right to the surface as we listen and as we watch. So think of your favorite Christmas song. What emotions does it draw out of you? as you listen to that. Do you feel happy? Maybe, maybe you feel sad. Maybe you feel hope-filled. Or maybe just at peace as you hear that song. I would ask you to try to envision a worship service without singing, but over the past year and a half, we've had some of those services. We've had some of those services when there wasn't singing. Maybe there was music playing, but that was about it. And I wonder how you felt when you were finally able to sing again. That first Sunday, yeah. You remember that Sunday? Did it bring tears to your eyes? I know on the first Sunday when we had that massed congregational singing and I heard all of your voices, emotions came up within me. Tears of joy were shed as we hear all the voices join together. It's a beautiful moment. You don't realize how much you miss something until you no longer have it. Once it comes back, joy fills your soul. I remember Chris sharing uh, during choir re- their, the choir's first rehearsal back from the stay-at-home order, he mentioned just how much he missed directing. And if I'm not mistaken, choir, you might help me out. He was a little happy about it. Almost giddy, I think, I would use. <laughs> kind of was the same for me when the quartet started practicing again. Joy comes through the music. During our our Pathways worship this past week, we we shared Mary's Magnificat, which is the song that Mary shares in response to her visit with Elizabeth. It's a beautiful song that speaks about what God has already done and also what he's going to do. It is a song that, that worships God and I dare say changed the lives of so many who heard it. 
Has there been a song in your life that has changed you? Maybe not necessarily a Christmas song, but has there been a song in your life that has changed you, has transformed you? Maybe it was, maybe it was just as I am, or maybe it was Amazing Grace, or any number of other songs that speak directly to your hearts. There are plenty of other songs which have wonderful messages, or maybe it's a, maybe it's a piece of instrumental music which pulls on your heartstrings, inviting you to transform your life. Maybe you want to share that with someone today. Maybe, maybe those that are watching at home can share that in the comments. And maybe we can do that as well. Maybe we can share that as we walk across the hall for fellowship time, for our continued worship and share what those songs are that transformed our lives. So maybe it is the song that transformed the Grinch that day. But we also have to see that it is so much more than just that. There is more. So as Paul Harvey would say, let's look at the rest of the story. We've been talking about so, so much about the Grinch, but I think it's time we look at the Who's. Try putting yourself into their shoes. They've had all of their stuff that they see as Christmas taken away by this mean guy who lives on the top of the mountain. The presents are gone, the lights, the decorations, the Christmas trees and stockings, and even the feast for that day. All gone. All gone. How would you feel if you woke up And all of the presents for your kids, your grandkids, your loved ones were stolen. What if Amazon couldn't deliver on time? (laughs) What if the tree wasn't watered enough and it caught fire? What if the turkey was dry, the ham was too salty, or somebody forgot the mashed potatoes? How would you feel? The Who's could have been angry, frustrated, out for vengeance when they woke up that morning. I mean, you have to assume that that they knew, that they knew who it was, who the culprit was. It must have been that Grinch. However, what we don't hear are those evil feelings or anger We don't hear talk about going up the mountain and dragging the Grinch off to jail. We hear singing. A joyful song is being shared because we knew that that Christmas came anyway. They truly knew what the season was all about. What a a response to a horrible situation. But we need to see that there was another response that needed to come. You see, the Grinch, after, after he has his change of heart, when, when his heart grows three sizes, decides that he's going to bring all the gifts, the lights, the decorations, trees, and food back to the Who's. He's going to be walking into a hornet's nest. At least that's what he thought was going to happen. 
But imagine, imagine what it really was like. The Who's welcomed the Grinch into town. They forgave him. And they even offered him a space at the dinner table. They offered him a space at the feast. If you remember, he actually carved the roast beast. The Grinch was a guest at the table for the Christmas celebration. Forgiveness and reconciliation came that day, came to the Grinch, and it also came to the Who's. The relationship with, between the Grinch and the Who's was mended as the Grinch's heart grew three sizes. This is the message for this season. Not the presents, not the lights or decorations or food, but that Jesus Christ is born. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. God became incarnate, became one of us so that we could all be welcome at the table. Jesus came so that our hearts could grow three sizes. Not or so not so that only we would be accepted and welcomed at the table, but that we would also invite and welcome others to our tables. I mention this every time we celebrate Holy Communion, that all are welcome at this table. All are welcome at the table. I don't care who you are, what you've done, how you have acted, because it's not my table. It's not your table. It is God's table. This is God's church. And all are welcome here. All are welcome. This is a season of expectation and anticipation, but it's also a season of joy and one that needs to be shared. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. We have experienced this transformation, or at least I hope that we have. And of course, if you, if you don't believe that you have at this moment, I'd love to have a conversation with you. Love to sit down and talk about it. But I think as we, as we look around this room, and for those of you who are online, you see the names of people that are watching online, so we know who is worshiping with us today. We realize that there are people missing. That there are people that, that aren't here this morning. That haven't been here. Who needs to be invited to be a guest at our table? At God's table? Who do you need to invite? Whose heart needs to grow three sizes? And when you think about this, this is a, that time of year when, when invitations to church should be so simple. I know I tell you every week, that, and I didn't tell you this week, but for all of you that are watching, all you have to do is hit that share button. And that shares with all of your friends. That is probably the easiest invitation that, that you could possibly ever imagine. But who else do we need to invite? Christmas Eve is Friday. And Christmas Eve will be a service filled 
with people here in the sanctuary and people watching online as we share that, that wonderful message of Jesus' birth. As we share those songs and as we share a, a candlelit moment singing Silent Night, who do you need to invite to bring with you on Christmas Eve or any other service? Or who do you need to invite just to be into a, in a relationship with Jesus Christ? Remind you of the shepherds as they came, as we heard this morning. Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened to us. But more than that, the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. And glorifying and praising God means that they left celebrating and sharing that message of that child's birth with everyone that they came across. And so how can you share? And how can you invite? How can you do that today? Will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, we are thankful. We are thankful for a message that challenges us to grow, challenges us to grow in our faith and in our love of you and in our love of our neighbors. And so God, as we, as we pause for a moment thinking of those that we need to invite to come to this table, God, I ask that you would place those names on our hearts and that you would allow us to truly have the strength and the courage to invite others and to, to welcome them in. God, may this week truly be a week of reflection as we enter into Christmas, as we celebrate the birth of your Son. Guide us as we go. In Jesus' name, amen. And so as we get ready to leave from this place, I will remind everyone here that we do have another little gift for you as you leave. Uh, so we have a little Grinch ornament so that you may hang that on your chair and remember this series and, and the way that God spoke to you in the midst of it. Uh, and so I encourage you to grab that at the Welcome Center on your way out. If you are a guest here with us for the first time, uh, we also have another gift at the Welcome Center, so I would encourage you to stop by and pick that up as well. Uh, but as you go across the hall to continue our worship and to celebrate in Sweet Treat Sunday, uh, I encourage you to go knowing that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you, and it goes with you always. Amen.